0: what's going on welcome into the sharp angle podcast thanks for joining us today on a monday what's today december 28th happy holiday season to everybody out there hope you had a nice little weekend of betting did you hit your bets did you cash in big did you get some christmas money from your bookie well hopefully hopefully you hit some bets And uh, on today's show, we're going to go through our NFL Power Rankings, updated, top 10. And what we'll do is uh, we'll give you the team and what their ranking is. The way we do our rankings is how many points better than average certain teams are. So if you hear Indianapolis Colts, 3.4, you're going to know that means Indianapolis is 34 points better than the average team. So that's how we do the rankings. But before we actually get into our top 10, special thanks to Woo's Media. This is, of course... A Wooz Media podcast, but Wooz Media does much more than simply podcasting. Have you ever looked for anything online and what you searched for seemed to follow you around for the next couple of weeks? Well, as invasive as it may be, that's what Wooz Media does in terms of their marketing side of things. So if you own a business, know anyone who owns a business, and want to make the most of your online marketing, contact Wooz Media. Online, W-O-O-Z-E, media.com. Uh, once again online woosmedia.com all right so our top 10 we'll dive right in and um, I'll give the ranking the team and their uh and and their rating so I'll say number 10 is Indianapolis Colts they are 3.4 percent Points better than average, and again, what that means is they are three point four points better than an average team. If Indianapolis played an average team on a neutral field, they would be three and three point four point favorites, right? Or about three and a half point favorites. Uh, so that's how you do it. It's simple math. You know, if you get a team who's five points better than average and they play Indianapolis, well, the team who's five points better than average on a neutral field would be one and a half point favorites. So that's how we do our power rankings and let's dive right in number 10 in the nfl as i said the indianapolis colts with a 3.4 uh rating uh indianapolis lost a close game yesterday on the road against the pittsburgh steelers now i bet pittsburgh i had pittsburgh yesterday that was one of the games on sunday i felt the best about and the steelers got into a big hole but they came back, battled back, and I don't think we should read too much into either the Steelers falling back early or the Colts blowing the lead, right? There's going to be a lot of people out there who say, yeah, but Pittsburgh was down. They happened to get lucky and come back. There's going to be just as many people out there who say, yeah, the Colts were up 21 7 and blew it. You can't do that come this time of the year. I think both of these teams are very good. Some of the best teams in the AFC, you know. I didn't downgrade the Colts really much at all off that performance. I think they look very good. I think that they've found their identity still a little banged up, but they are performing. The Colts are number 10 in my power rankings. Number nine, the Baltimore Ravens. And Baltimore is one of the trickier teams to, to handicap all year long, but we've got Baltimore with a 3.6 rating. Now, obviously, Baltimore took care of business over the weekend against the New York Giants. They won 27-13 at home. Not a huge adjustment this week on the Ravens. My big question with Baltimore comes later in the season, comes during the playoffs. When they have to play great teams, can they be a great team themselves? I mean, Baltimore seems like a bully, right? they face faced These weak teams, they face teams who just aren't as good and they beat them up and they boost their stats. Right now, if you look at margin in terms of scoring margin in the NFL, Baltimore's number one, but those stats lie, I promise you. Now, Baltimore's still a good team. Again, we've got them number nine in our power rankings, but a lot of people have them overrated. I'm here to tell you when it comes to big games and there's another great coach opposite Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh, bad things happen to Baltimore. Good team. They're going to have to prove to me they can win the big game. Baltimore, number nine, number eight. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, it's interesting because Tampa Bay had a really good game last week. What they win, a forty-seven to seven at Detroit. But I didn't really touch Tampa Bay. You know, I didn't do much with this team at all because they did exactly what we expected them to do. And I want to be careful with that because honestly, if we're going to be very, very, very clear on this show, the spread is the definition, right? So when we talk about what they were expected to do, actually Tampa Bay was expected to go win by around seven points. So technically, if you look at the spread, Tampa Bay exceeded expectation. However... There's a lot of reasons why the Lions aren't playing good football this time of the year. Tampa Bay should be getting better every week they play. You know, Tampa Bay, by the way, going into that game was the worst first quarter team in terms of offensive efficiency in the NFL. So they've turned things around again, like Baltimore against the bad teams. But what happens when they play another great defense, another great team, and when that game is in prime time? Keep in mind, there's been a lot made this year of Tom Brady not playing well in prime time. But I don't think that suddenly Tom Brady, arguably the best quarterback to ever play the sport, gets the jitters or gets messed up in prime time. What I think is happening is, and this isn't my you know idea, I read this online, but there's a lot of people out there suggesting that Tom Brady is very routine driven. And what's happening is Tom Brady is... Frankly, I know this is going to sound funny, but he's staying up past his bedtime for a lot of these games. You know, if if a game starts at prime time, you know, that's that's eight thirty p.m. Eastern. They're not, you know, they're not finishing playing until eleven thirty or midnight Eastern. Tom Brady reportedly goes to sleep around nine nine thirty. Okay, so that's a real thing that this new regimen Tom Brady's in, in in Florida. What he's been doing recently with TB twelve the fact that he needs his sleep i mean it it actually kind of sound, <laughs> this all kind of sounds funny but the thing is it's real you guys ever get your sleep messed up maybe you have, maybe you haven't but if you if you rely on your body as much as tom brady does at this age playing quarterback that will mess you up so having said all that i still think tampa bay is a good team number 8 overall you know they're right there they're uh within two points of the number two team in the league, right? They are within two points of the number two team in the league. So it's not like I'm down on Tampa. It's not like this eight ranking is somehow disrespecting them. All these teams in the top 10 are fairly close, especially three through eight. So Tampa Bay, 3.9 points better than average, my number eight team. Number seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is four points, better than average, or they have a four rating. And again, we talked about Pittsburgh, big comeback this week, ending a three-game losing skid. And we should have expected this. Look, Pittsburgh was not as good as the 11-0 team we were watching a month ago. And they're certainly not as bad as losing three straight in December. This team was right in the middle. They're one of the better teams in the AFC, but they had a hiccup in the middle of the year. It happens. They got banged up. They're getting healthier. You know, Big Ben hit a bit of a plateau there in the middle of the season. All these things, Mike Tomlin uh, didn't get his team up for some games where they were supposed to win. All these things actually probably should have been expected with this Pittsburgh Steelers team. But what should also be expected is them coming back. Them looking just as good as they did to start the year, to finish the year. You know, they're going to be a very, very difficult out in the playoffs. And I still, right now, think they're one of the better teams in the AFC. Pittsburgh, four points better than average, number seven. Number six, the Buffalo Bills. They are 4.4 points better than average. And at, uh, at number six in the NFL... I've got Buffalo, my number two team in the AFC. I think it's Kansas City and then everybody else. But Buffalo, I think deserves to be right here in this slot of second best team in the AFC. Now the bills uh, they play tonight, they are seven point favorites on the road at the Patriots. Boy, can you imagine can you if you would rewind time a year and a half ago and tell me the bills would be seven point favorites on the road at New England on Monday night? I would have said you are smoking the good stuff, but the Bills are touchdown favorites tonight against uh, the Patriots, so they should win. Expectations are they win by about a touchdown, and that's around what I expect. I don't have any bets on tonight's game. I think the line is pretty accurate, Uh, but my point with the Bills is they have gotten so much better throughout the season. You know, It's not like the hot start and they got cool. It's not like uh, they we, they were overrated and they're somehow coming back to earth. Like Buffalo has been better than their ratings all year long. I think finally, now that we're in week 16, they've finally caught up to, or I I should say, the ratings have finally caught up to how good Buffalo can be. Again, Buffalo is my second favorite team in the AFC. They're my second best team in the conference. And a lot of it is because of Josh Allen. Josh Allen has taken that huge step that you expect your quarterback to take and he's, he did it this season. And so much is made this year. We all want to anoint quarterbacks successful or unsuccessful after one or two years of, of playing the quarterback position in the NFL. But some guys, like Josh Allen, who went to a Wyoming, who had to learn a ton in the NFL, it simply took him a little bit longer. His learning curve was a little bit... Uh, longer, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that because if you eventually get the quarterback to be playing how Josh Allen is now, that's all you, that's all you want as a franchise. Now, are we guaranteeing Josh Allen's going to look like this next year for the rest of his career? No, but but numbers say and data says and history says. Looking good at this point in your career, like Josh Allen does, is only going to get better in the future. He looks great, one of the better uh, offensive lines in the league, and their defense has actually gotten better throughout the year as well. Buffalo Bills, number 6 overall, 4.4 4 rating. All right, let's get to our top 5. Uh as I just said, four of our top 5 are in the NFC. So, number 5 in the NFL the LA Rams, LA with a 4.5 rating. LA is 4.5 points better than average. And a lot of people are going to look at yesterday's game against Seattle, Rams, Seahawks in Seattle, by the way, Uh, and they're going to come down on Jared Goff. They're going to say that Jared Goff can't play the big game, can't win the big game. He struggles when it matters most. And I simply don't think that's the case with Jared Goff. Now, I don't have Jared. I don't have Jared Goff, a top five quarterback. I don't think he's massively underrated. I don't think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. But from what you're going to hear today, and it's it's the morning on, on Monday, I can't promise you you're going to hear this everywhere. But what I think you're going to hear today on ESPN and Fox and all these outlets is that Jared Goff can't win the big game. This is Jared Goff's team and he's blowing it. And I simply don't think that's the case. What I think happened in this game yesterday was Seattle, first of all, had a lot more to play for. By the way, I had Seattle. Okay, you guys heard yesterday on the show. I like the Seahawks in this game. I expected this to happen. So if something happens that you expect to happen, we don't want to overreact and now start upgrading and downgrading teams furiously. You know, L.A. and Seattle are very close. This game was very close going up into the fourth quarter. Jared Goff runs an offense where he's simply not asked to do that much. And I think a lot of that's on Sean McVay, too. Now, it's not the fault of Sean McVay, of anything. You have to give Sean McVay credit because they're winning because of their coach. But... You know A lot of what's going on with Jared Goff and his quote-unquote limitations are simply from the plays they get called. Jared Goff could do a lot in this league. As long as the running game's working, as long as the offensive line's blocking, he can produce. He can be an above-average quarterback. And really, when the Rams got to the Super Bowl, that's exactly who Jared Goff was. This guy's never been Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to go as far as to call him a game manager, but he's somewhere in between. And if you're going to look yesterday and use those results to downgrade the Rams, I believe you're overreacting. I think we should look at that Rams-Seahawks game, take it with the wash, take it with this is what we expected, maybe a slight downgrade for the Rams, maybe a slight, slight, slight upgrade for Seattle. Don't overreact, nothing major. The LA Rams are going to be just fine, even if they have to go on the road for a couple games in the playoffs. The LA Rams, number five. Number four, well, it's who L.A. played yesterday, the Seattle Seahawks, and Seattle is 4.8 points better than average. Again, I've got Seattle 0.3 points better than average against the L.A. Rams, okay? These two teams, very equal, very similar, and... Again, I, I just said a lot of what I needed to with this with the Seahawks because I'm not going to overreact to what I saw yesterday, both with the Rams losing or the Seahawks winning. I had the Seahawks minus one and a half, I which actually ended up being a bad number by by come by a time the kickoff came. But I like the Seahawks to win. I had a minus one and a half. This is what we expected to happen in Seattle division on the line. Or, uh, yeah, division on the line. Russell Wilson. That's what I thought would happen. So I'm not going to overreact and say, oh my. God. God, they beat the Rams by all that. Upgrade Seattle. Now, we slightly upgraded Seattle, but not that much. I think Seattle at number four in the NFL and number three in the NFC, very fair rating. Seattle number four at 4.8. Number three, we're going to go the New Orleans Saints at a 5.4. Now, this is one of the biggest movers from last week and the week before in New Orleans. And that's simple. It's because Drew Brees is back. And Drew Brees, to me, is worth about four points in the NFL. So New Orleans goes all the way down from number 12 or 11 to number three since Drew Brees is back. And you know, there's going to be a lot of people who want to fade Drew Brees coming back, and look at history of older coming uh, older quarterbacks coming back from injury. I think that the Saints are going to be going to be just fine. If anything you've got to look at their defense because the Saints defense, number one DVOA for a lot of the season has kind of slipped the last couple weeks. And that's what you need to win in the NFL playoffs defense and a good running game. Now the Saints are a little bit different because they can go to their short passing game as an extension of their running game. Fine. That, that, that works just as well. But it's more about that defense being able to stop teams like Green Bay, like Seattle, in the playoffs, okay? So right now, the Saints, they're playing good football, but if they don't find a way to stop the run, slow teams down, it's going to be a long postseason for them. Right now, though, overall, they're getting healthier. Drew Brees looked good in that 52-33 win on Christmas. So the Saints, number three overall with a 5.4 rating. Number two, we saw them win a big game last night. The Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is 5.8 points better than average. And I'm not going to overreact from last night's game. You know, they went and took took care of business at home against the Titans. But once again, if you guys listened to yesterday's show, we had the Packers. We thought they would do this. Now, I didn't think they'd win by, what, 26 points. But I thought they'd have a, a, a really, really good showing. And that's exactly what happened. And... Aaron Rod- I mean, what more needs to be said? Aaron Rodgers, this offense. Uh, uh, oh, their coach, LeFleur. LeFleur. Hey, LeFleur. Uh, he's done a tremendous job this year. You talk about an underrated head coach. He he may be my head coach of the year. You know, there's a lot of candidates this season, but Matt LeFleur is certainly one of the coaches who's done the best. And I've heard Aaron Rodgers talk about certain things this year. They talk about the attitude of the team in practice. They talk about their preparation. And it seems like Aaron Rodgers is so appreciative of it because he hasn't done a whole lot before of this sort of preparation in his career. And then you look down south at Dallas and look what Mike McCarthy's doing, and it's like, huh, I wonder if this says something. You know, Aaron Rodgers, a hard worker, preparer, loves preparation. And then you get Mike McCarthy, who looks like all he cares about is getting first in line at Krispy Kreme. look, I don't want to be a jerk here, but I'm just saying the dude seems lazy. He's not winning football games. Aaron Rodgers, who complained about Mike McCarthy for years, doesn't seem lazy, is winning football games. And you just compare the two of them. Where are they right now? Who's winning the breakup? Aaron Rodgers looks great. Mike McCarthy looks terrible. So I give a lot of this credit to Matt LaFleur. He's come in, he's taken control of this team, and they look better and better every week. Green Bay, number two in my rankings, 5.8 rating. And number one has not changed since I started doing these. Kansas City Chiefs are number one, and it's not even close. Kansas City is eight points better than average. Again, Green Bay, who I had number two, 5.8 points better than average. So so Kansas City is about two points, if not more, uh, better than the rest of the NFL. And I've actually downgraded Kansas City the last couple of weeks because they looked so dominant to start the year. And last week, or last yesterday, I should say, after the Falcons went to Kansas City and the Chiefs only won 17-14, that now makes five games in a row, a month and a week, where Kansas City has not covered the spread. No other team in the NFL has not covered the spread for that big of a chunk of time. So you can look at this a couple different ways. Now, I've downgraded Kansas City about a point in that time frame, And you may say that's not enough. You may say that's too much. But here's my thing with Kansas City. I think the Chiefs have the ability to turn it on or turn it off unlike any other team in the NFL. And I simply think that once Pittsburgh started to lose and the pressure was off of Kansas City, we haven't seen their best. We haven't seen them fully motivated. They locked up the number one seed yesterday. They're going to sit a lot of their starters in week 17. So even though we won't see Kansas City play now for a few weeks, when it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to winning time, win or go home, right? That's where Kansas City plays their best. And unlike a Baltimore who struggles in some of these big primetime games where you're playing better teams, I think Kansas City is the opposite. And I think Kansas City has what it takes to go into a sixth gear, beat anyone in the league, whether they're at home or on the road. So Kansas City, it's not really close to me. They're by far the number one team in the league. I did slightly downgrade because their performance the last couple, you know, the last month plus. But still, I think that's much more about them not being motivated or at least max motivation for a lot of these games they're going to be just fine once the playoffs come so kansas city number one in my power rankings eight points better than average once again we can go through the the, uh, top 10 quickly here number 10 indianapolis number nine baltimore number eight tampa bay number seven pittsburgh number six buffalo number five the la rams number four, Seattle, number three, New Orleans, number two, Green Bay, and number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, that does it for today's show. Let me know what you guys think. Agree, disagree. Give us a follow on Twitter at Pod, and good luck in your bets today. Whether you got some soccer, a little college basketball, some NFL, hope you win whatever you've got out there today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle.